Today, on this occasion, we call to mind Mary's transition from this life to the next. That at the end of her earthly life, she was taken up body and soul into the heavenly kingdom. I think as we consider the Blessed Virgin and her transition from this life to the next, that really we could consider the mourning around this whole event. And that there was three different types of mourning and maybe even more. There was a type of mourning actually perhaps on the part of Jesus. That after he rose from the dead and walked the earth, that then he ascended into heaven. And so Jesus mourns the fact that he leaves his mother behind, that he leaves the apostles behind. And so there's the mourning of Jesus, of the individual over, the, over his own mother. Of course, in that moment also there was that grief that Mary experienced, that her son would no longer be with her. And so this longing that she had to be with her son. And so now at the end of her earthly life, that desire now becomes fulfilled because Jesus brings her into heavenly glory. So there's the mourning of son, the mourning of the mother. But also we could say that there is this mourning that Mary has, especially for the church, because she becomes the mother of the church, that all the members, the apostles, all those who became believers in Jesus, that they look to her as a mother. They look to her for counsel and for advice. And so there was a sense of mourning for Mary and the fact that she was going to be leaving behind all of these people who turned to her motherly counsel and assistance. But then also the apostles, all the others who came to know Mary throughout the early days of the church, well, there was a sense of grief on their part that now that they would be without their mother here on earth. So there's this mutual mourning that happens between Jesus and Mary, between Mary and the church. But as Mary transitions then from this life to the next, well, she still is a mother, and she still intercedes and cares for all of her children, even to this very day, for all of us who gather here to celebrate, to call to mind, to remember this event of Mary's life, of her assumption, her falling asleep, and being raised to heavenly glory. Maybe the lesson of the assumption for us today is never to forget our mother. And of course, we can say it's true for any death that we've had in our life, whether it was a mother or a child or a brother or sister or whoever, a grandparent, that there's this notion that we don't want to forget them, that we do things in order to keep their memory, to remember them, pictures, all these different things that we have, events that we do. And so really, for the Blessed Virgin, it's for us, for the Church, not to forget her, especially not to forget what God did for her, and really, as God does this for her, how it will one day happen also for us. From the early days of the church, especially beginning in the fourth century to the present day, this feast of the Assumption has been observed. It has been something that has been celebrated and remembered, oftentimes as sort of a funeral even, 
but never forgotten was Mary and her role in salvation history, especially through her transition and now her role in heaven for all of us. Many of us might have tangible reminders of the maternal presence of Mary in our life. Maybe people wear a miraculous medal. Maybe they carry a rosary in their pocket, or they have a rosary on their rearview mirror in their car. They might have a statue of Mary outside of their house or in a garden or in their home. They might have an image of the Blessed Virgin. And so all of these different things are reminders for us of Mary's presence in our life, helping us never to forget who she is for us and for the church and who she was for salvation history, the mother of Christ our God. And so, just as we don't forget her on this day of the Assumption, we hope and pray that she'll never forget us, because so often we ask her to remember us, asking her to pray for us now and at the hour of our death.